This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahmanir Rahim. Malik Yawmiddin. Allahumma laka alhamdu wa ilayka al-mushtaka wa bika al-thiqatu wa alayka al-tuklan wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-aliyyul azim. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wa hlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Allahumma la sahli ila ma ja'altahu sahla wa anta taj'alu al-hazna idha shi'ita sahla. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala sayyidina wa habibina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi. ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته الى يوم الدين ان شاء الله تعالى this is a continuation of our regular tafsir class where we go through the surah al-baqarah and we are still continuing on with the journey of the yahud and the banu israel um, for a very uh, long portion of the surah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just speaks about the banu israel and we get so deep into their story that we sometimes forget why Allah is telling us this. Uh, last week we were talking about uh, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, mentioned how they believed, the Yahud, especially during the time of the Prophet and even before and after, they believed that they were special, that they were the chosen people, that they didn't have to follow the final Prophet. And... Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that they were the only people that were going to Jannah By the way, I, I believe they still have That they are the only people that are going to Jannah Later on you will find uh, As you go along they will say uh, Only people that will enter Jannah Are the Yahud And we already mentioned a verse where they said The fire will not touch us Except for a few days And they believed that they will only be punished for those few days that their people worshipped uh, the calf uh, and they committed uh, the idolatry during the time of Moses salam, or Musa salam. So this is, this is what they claimed. And then Allah taught us that is not how you go to Jannah based on who you are or where you're from. And we mentioned the verses where Allah said uh, that uh, you go to Jannah through Iman and Amal Salih, through belief, faith and righteous deeds. And you go to hellfire through sayyat, sin. Especially when that sin surrounds you and encompasses you, meaning that you have no way out. And that is the one that dies upon disbelief, rejects the truth, and lives a sinful life. Then a question was posed to the Yahud. If you're so sure that you're from the people of paradise, if you're so sure that you're going to Jannah, then why don't you wish upon yourself death? Right? Um, and we mentioned the two tafsirs in this That one was If you are so sure you are from the people of the paradise Why are you so uh, insisting so much on staying alive And this is why we mentioned historically That they were not people that, that were, they, they tend to be people that were uh, not engaged in battle Or anything like that They were very careful They loved to live long lives And uh, all that stuff and also, Allah is alluding in this verse that they know that they are upon falsehood. But they're too arrogant to admit it. Number one, they knew Prophet Muhammad was a prophet. But the moment they found out he's an Arab, they couldn't handle that. Because they felt like their people, the, their lineage should have been the final prophet. So this is why they rejected. And we spoke about that. And Allah spoke about how much they, they are involved in the dunya and they love life. Here Allah is telling us another example of how they rejected the truth. 
We saw a few of them already. We saw that first they denied the Prophet outright. We saw that some of them believed, but then they lied about that. And that was the beginning of the munafiqun, the hypocrites. So some of the Yehud, they came to the Prophet and said, Yeah, you're a Prophet. We believe you. And when they went back to themselves, they would, be, they, they would say, No, no, we are, we are still... Uh, we're not upon their faith So there was a lot of things that were happening During the time of the Prophet wasallam, And only a few uh, actually became Muslim Only a few actually became Muslim As opposed to the Arabs Most of them would become Muslim So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is telling us in verse uh, 97 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying here Say to them Whoever is an enemy to Jibreel Whoever is an enemy to Jibreel For indeed Jibreel is the one that has sent down The revelation uh, Upon your heart With Allah's permission Confirming that which came before Which is the Torah guidance For the believers So what is this verse talking about? This verse has what is known as a Sabab Nuzul Sabab Nuzul means a reason of revelation What you'll think, find out in the Quran is Certain verses, there is a story behind it Something happened And then Allah talks about that incident right? So the incident is in reference The verse is in, ref, is in reference of something that occurred Which is why books of Tafsir are very important They will tell you why Or else you'll kind of get confused of the siyak what's, what's being talked about so what is the reason of revelation for this surah? What happened? Uh, the scholars mentioned a few incidences. They have all the same meaning, uh, although they might have different um, uh, in who's saying what. But it was that the Yahud came to the Prophet ﷺ and they challenged the Prophet and they asked him a number of questions about this and that and a few questions. And among the questions they asked him was, Oh Muhammad, if you are a Prophet, which angel brings you revelation? Which angel brings you revelation? And that Prophet Muhammad wasallam said, It is angel Jibreel that brings me revelation. And they said, well there you have it. This is why we can't believe you. We can't believe you because angel Jibreel, we don't like him. As a ummah, as a nation, as the Bani Israel, we do not like angel Jibreel. Why? Because angel Jibreel is known for bringing punishment he is known historically, he has punished our people, this, that, or the other. Now, if it was Mikael, then maybe we would be able to believe you. Another ridiculous claim from the Yahud. And they said, well, this is why we can't believe you. The problem is Jibreel. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is answering this. Another, another narration that is mentioned in some of the books of Tafsir is that it was actually Umar ibn Khattab that spoke to them. Now, Umar ibn Khattab, radiallahu anhu, he had a, a, a neighbor or someone that, uh, that he used to talk to that was from, from the Yehud, from the Jewish community from the, of, of, in Medina. And he one time asked them this question and he said to them, if one of you wants to uh, tell the truth, if you want another person to tell the truth, what do you ask them to swear by? Like what do we say? Swear by Allah, right? If I don't swear by Allah, this happened, right? So he said, what do you guys swear each other by? And then they said, we say, uh, swear by the one who gave Musa the Torah on Mount Tur. Swear by the one who gave Musa 
the Torah on the Mount Tur. Who gave Musa the Torah on the Mount Tur? Allah. So this, and when someone says this to us, it's very difficult that that person will lie. Right? It's heavy oath. So then Umar al-Khattab said exactly that to them. He said, I swear by the one who gave Musa the Torah on the mountain of Dur. What do you guys believe about Muhammad? And they pointed towards their Sayyid, the elderly, their leader. And he said, he is definitely, he's most definitely a prophet of Allah. And then, so why don't you believe in him? And then they mentioned the excuse of, because his revelation comes from Jibreel. And we do not like Jibreel. And we as a Yehud, we do not like Jibreel. Now what's interesting is, Ikhwani Fillah, Jibreel is the one that gave wahi to Musa. Right? Uh, in, in the story that you know, Waraq Abu Nawfal, when Prophet Muhammad first received revelation, Khadija took him to his cousin Waraqa. And he says to him, فَقَدْ الْأَكْبَرِ الَّذِي جَاءَ إِلَى مُوسَى in the hadith in Bukhari, he says, the great angel that came, or the, the, that came to Moses came to you. So, the one who came to Musa is the one who came to Prophet Muhammad, the one who was with Isa, and who came to all the, the messengers. Who brings revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Which angel? Angel Jibreel. So, uh, it is truly a weak excuse. And Allah then says, Skul, say, Man kana aduwan li Jibreel. Whoever is an angel, whoever is an enemy to Jibreel. Now know that it is Jibreel who is the one that brought the Quran down to your heart by Allah's permission. So, this Quran that you're reciting of Muhammad was brought down by who? By Jibreel. In other words, when they say we don't like Jibreel, who sends Jibreel? Allah. Does Jibreel do anything else than what Allah tells him to do? So in other words, if I bring you a message, or if I do something, and you dislike it, and everything I do, I'm being told by someone else, in actuality, you dislike who? The one sending me, right? So when the Yehud say, we don't like Jibreel, who are they truly saying we don't like? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah is saying, if they are saying we are enemies to Jibreel, فَإِنَّهُ نَزَّلَهُ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ He is the one that brought down the Qur'an to your heart with Allah's permission. So Angel Jibreel is the one that used to bring down the wahi to the, to the prophets. Angel Jibreel, ikhwani fillah, is among the greatest angels. We love him. And we, uh, he, he, uh, we love all whom Allah loves. And we love Allah's messengers. And those messengers are from the angels and from the prophets. Yes, the angels are also messengers. In Allah astafa. Allah chose messengers from among his angels and the people And they are the awliya of Allah They are worshippers of Allah The angels love worshippers And the worshippers love the angels And uh, what are the angels made out of? They are made out of nur, of light And what are they known for? They are known for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And what do they never do? They never fall into sin. And they never make any, uh, they, uh, any mistakes. They only do what they are told. Allah mentions about the angels. They do not disobey Allah in what they are told. And they do, right? they, are, they do as, they are, as they are commanded. This is who the angels are. And Allah calls them. They are noble slaves. Noble servants. 
Allah mentions they are kiramin bararah. Right? They are noble. Allah praises them in the Quran. They are praiseworthy creatures. They come to the gatherings of khair. They dislike that which we dislike. The Prophet ﷺ said one time, when you're coming to the masjid, don't, you, there should not be a foul odor coming from your mouth. If man akal al-basar wa thum, whoever eats un- raw onions and raw garlic, let him not come to the mosque. For indeed the angels, they, uh, they dislike that which the humans dislike. Right? Uh, the, so, the malaika, we believe in them. We love them. We love those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. And look what they are saying. They are saying we are adu. We don't like. We dislike. We are the enemy of Jibreel. How can we be the enemy of Jibreel when Jibreel is the one bringing down the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Abu Masjid Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? On top of that, the revelation given to Prophet Muhammad, was it rejecting the Torah? Or was it saying, confirming the Torah? was confirming it, it was saying, yes, the Torah was from, of Prophet Musa, it's correcting errors, but in general, it's not even going against what you have, it is confirming, musaddiqan, lima On top of that, this revelation that Jibreel brought down with Allah's permission is what? It is hudan, guidance. the Quran is a guidance. It guides you to and along the straight path. Hudan. Wa and it is a galat tidings. The Quran is a galat tidings to who? Lil mu'minina to the believers. Lil mu'minina to the believers. Again, one more time. Qul man kana Jibril. Say to whomever says Jibril is an enemy to us, or whoever is an enemy to Jibril, for indeed he has brought this Quran down to your heart by Allah's permission. Musaddiqan lima Confirming what came before, which is what? The, the Torah. Wahudan and a guidance. Wabushra and a glad tithing. Lil mu'minina for the believers. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Man kan Whoever is an enemy to Allah, How can you be an enemy to your Creator? Man kan Whomever is an enemy to Allah. Wamalaikatihi and his angels. Whoever is an enemy to Allah, وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ and his angels, وَرُسُلْهِ and his messengers. Which angel did the Yahud deny? They denied angel? Jibreel. Which prophet did they deny? They denied prophet? Muhammad and prophet? Isa alayhi salam. مَنْ كَانَ عَدُوًا لِلَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ Then Allah mentions وَجِبْرِيلَ and Jibreel. وَمِيكَالَ and Mikal. But they said they actually liked Mikal. So why did Allah include it in here? Because if you reject one prophet, you reject all of them. And if you deny one angel, you deny all of them. So it doesn't matter. Because the angels and the prophets are carriers of the messages of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Denying them is a rejection of Allah. فَإِنَّهُمْ لَا يُكَذِّبُونَكَ وَلَكِنَّ الظَّالِمِينَ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ يَجْحَدُونَ They're not denying you, O Muhammad. But these wrongdoers... They are rejecting Allah's ayat, Allah's signs. So it is a denial of Allah, right? This is what's happening here. And Allah is saying whoever is an enemy to Allah, to his angels, to the uh, prophets or messengers, and to Jibreel and Mikael. Interesting fact, ikhwanifillah, when I was telling you guys, if you guys remember Israel, what does Israel mean? We said Israel was the name of which prophet? 
Prophet Ya'qub. Prophet Ya'qub's name was Israel. And Allah calls him that. So Israel comes from Prophet Ya'qub. So when we say the people of Israel, it means the people of Ya'qub, the descendants of Ya'qub, right? And his eldest son used to be called Yehuda. The eldest son of uh, Ya'qub was called Yehuda. And which among his sons was a prophet? Prophet Yusuf, right? So one of the reasons why they say that the Yehud are called Yehud is because of this reason. Then the other reason I mentioned as well, but uh, it's because of the, the name Yehuda being the eldest son. Allah knows best. Al Muhim, uh, Yaqub is Israel. Uh, he is Israel, and his descendants are called the children of Israel. This is why they're called the children of Israel. So that's where it comes from. The, what does the word Israel mean? Isra means servant. Il in their language means Allah. Servant of Allah. How do we say servant of Allah in Arabic? Abdullah. So they say Jibril and Mikail, or Mikal here, uh, is the same thing. Jabr or Jibr would be servant. Il would be Allah. So the name of Jibril means servant of Allah. And similarly to Mikail, Jibril, Mikail, Israfil, all of that. So uh, we know who Angel Jibril is. He is Al Muakkalu Bil Wahi. He's the angel that is in charge of revelation. Who is Mikail? Mikail is the angel whom Allah has given uh, uh, the authority over Al-Ghayth, rain, right? Rain. And who is Israfil is not mentioned here. These three angels, Mikail, Jibril and Mikail are mentioned in the Quran. How many times is Jibril mentioned in the Quran? Three times. Three times he's mentioned in the Quran, uh, Jibril. Um, uh, Mikail, I believe, is once or twice. And uh, so also the Prophet in one of his du'as He used to say Allahumma rabba Jibra'ila wa Mika'ila wa Israfil Right, he used to say Father of the Samawati wal Ard Alimu Ghaybi wa Shahada Anta tahkum bayna ibadika fi ma kana fi ikhtalifun Ihdini li makhtulifa fihi min al-haqi Bidhnik He used to make this du'a and he used to mention Oh the Lord of Jibreel and Mika'ila and Israfil Right, Israfil is the angel that will blow the, the trumpet To announce or to bring back the souls And announce the Day of Judgment He's not mentioned this ayah though. Man kana aduwan illahi whoever is an enemy to Allah and his angels and his messengers and Jibreel and Mikal. Jibreel and Mikal are among the angels. Angels already mentioned. So why are they mentioned again? Look at the verse. Whoever is an enemy to Allah, the angels, the messengers, Jibreel and Mikal. Jibreel and Mikal, are they not angels? So why are they mentioned again? They are mentioned again for two reasons. One, the conversation of the Yehud was about them. They said, we reject Jibreel. Oh Muhammad, we can't follow you. Jibreel brings revelation. So Allah is saying, if you're an enemy to Jibreel, so he's being emphasized on. Who did they say we would like? They said, if Mikal brought you the revelation, we would have probably accepted it. So this is why Allah is mentioning specifically because they were part of that conversation. Another reason is to emphasize on how special and stellar they are. It's like when someone tells you, everybody came, including this person. Everybody Is he not included in everybody? But you mention it specifically because Okay, he's the most important person, right? Uh, so, uh, Jibreel and Mikhail, of course, are considered among the greatest angels um, Another point to remember, Ikhwani Fillah, is that Never become an enemy to someone that Allah loves Never become an enemy to someone that Allah loves The Prophet said in the Hadith Al-Qudsi Or Allah said in the Hadith Al-Qudsi in Rabi'in This is Allah said in the Hadith Al-Qudsi مَنْ عَادَ لِي وَلِيًّا فَقَدْ آذَنْتُهُ بِالْحَرُبِ Whoever becomes an enemy, shows animosity, right? Is an enemy towards one of my wali's. And what is a wali? A wali is someone that is close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Someone that is what? Close to Allah, someone that Allah loves. How do you become a wali? How do you become a wali? You become a wali through two things. It's mentioned in the Quran. Allah says in the Quran, Ala inna awliya Allahi la khawfun alayhim wa lahum yahzanun alladhina amanu wa kanu yattaqun. Indeed, the walis of Allah, those who are close to Allah, those whom Allah protects and loves, are, they have no fear. They are not, they're not afraid of anything. And they will not be sad. For Allah will give them Jannah. Who are they? Alladhina amanu, those who have faith. Those who have what? Faith. And they used to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you want to become a wali of Allah, have those two things. Have faith in Allah and fear Allah Almighty. That's how, that's how you become wali. Nothing else. Iman and taqwa. Whoever is a believer and is a taqi, he will become a wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A wali means a saint. If you will, a common translation of wali is what? A saint. Um, so, Allah says, whoever shows animosity, becomes an enemy to my willy, I will announce that I am in war with him. Allah is at war with you. So if you hate angels, Allah is at war with you. If you dislike the prophets, Allah is at war with you. The scholars, the great men and women in Islam that were close to Allah, that were worshippers, be careful. Never show any animosity towards them. Love them because Allah loves them. Does that make sense everyone? So Allah says, "Man kana aduwan illahu." Every is an enemy to Allah. How did they become an enemy to Allah? They only showed animosity to Jibril because Jibril only brings that which comes from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Wa malaikatihi wa rasulihi wa Jibril wa Mikael. And then Allah said, "Fa inna Allah." Indeed, Allah is aduwun. Allah is the enemy of who? Of lil kafirina, the disbelievers. Allah is an enemy to disbelievers. Here, Allah called the the Yahud disbelievers. Call them kafirin. Often Allah calls them Ahlul Kitab, the people of the book. Just because they are called the people of the book, and they are given that status because of their history, because of the many prophets they they, they were sent to, because of their of, of the Torah that they had, and they are given that special place. They are known as the people of the book, the Jews and the Christians. Doesn't change the fact that they are still kafirin. Allah says. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عَدُوٌ لِلْكَافِرِينَ Indeed, Allah is an enemy to the kafirin. What is a kafir? The one who rejects the truth after it comes to them. The one who tries to hide the truth and rejects it, disbelieves in it, disregards it. That person, Allah is the enemy. Allah is the enemy. The Yahud in this, in this chapter, they know he's a prophet. They know because it's said so in their book. They rejected it. Then they saw signs to prove he's a prophet. They still reject it. Then they made claims that don't make sense. Jibreel, because Jibreel brings revelation, we're not going to accept you. Allah is saying, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عَدُوٌ لِلْكَافِرِينَ All of this that you're doing, all the things that you've done, it just shows that you guys are clear rejecters of the truth. You are kafirin. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ O Muhammad, we have revealed upon you. وَلَقَدْ أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ And indeed, O Muhammad, we have sent down or revealed upon you ayatin, signs. Bayinatin that are clear. Clear verses and signs. These verses are alluding to the Quran. And the only people that deny it are Al Fasiqun, those who are the Fusaq, those who rebel against Allah's command. Those who rebel against Allah's command. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us. Allah is speaking to our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Because our Prophet Now 
might be wondering, why do they constantly reject you? They've seen the signs. Why are they rejecting you? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is answering it and saying, and indeed you have sent down these ayat upon you and they are clear and they are detailed and none disbelieves in them, none disbelieves except who? Except the fasiqun. So it's not your fault, O Muhammad. You have clearly displayed the message. You have explained it clearly. The message is true. It is clearly understood. But because of them, they rejected it. Because of their fisq, because they are people that are rebellious in nature. They rebelled against Musa, they rebelled against Isa, and they rebelled against you. They are fasiqun. A fasiq, ikhwanifillah, you'll find many usages of this word, fasiq. Fasiq sometimes is used for the Muslim as well. For the bad Muslim, fasiq is used. Allah says in the Quran, إِنْ جَاءَكُمْ فَاسِقٌ بِنَبَئٍ فَتَبَيَّنُوا If a fasiq comes to you with a speech, with, a, with news, then ensure you check if it's true or not. Why? Because he could be what? He could be lying. So the word fasiq is sometimes used for the believer that is sinful. It is used for the believer that doesn't uh, follow the truth. It is also used for the disbeliever. So it is, uh, it's interchangeable for the disbelievers and the believers that are sinful. right? And you can only understand who it is meant by by looking at the, uh, the context. So now who are we talking about? We're talking about the Yehud that rejected the Prophet, that lied against him, that made these claims against him. So Fasiqun is not referring to the believers, it's referring to and none disbelieve in the message except who? Except the, uh, the Fasiqun, right? Those who rebel against the truth and don't follow it, the Yehud in this case. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them many signs, including the fact that they had their own book telling them they rejected. They had the Quran, they rejected. They saw the Prophet, they rejected. All of this. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains even more. And Allah said, is it not the case that every time they make a promise, every time they make a covenant, a group of them throws it to the side. A group of them breaks the promise. A group of them breaks the covenant. And this happened with the Prophet ﷺ. When he came to Medina, there was a charter that he made, an agreement that they wouldn't transgress upon each other, that each community would leave the other community alone, but they constantly broke it. They broke and they broke and they broke it. And Allah is mentioning this and saying to them, is it not the case? In other words, O Muhammad, don't worry too much about these people. First, they mention that they don't follow you because of Jibreel. Then, they have shown the clear signs, yet they disbelieve in them. Is it not the case? That every time there is an ahd, there is a promise, there is an agreement, a group among them throws to the side, bel, rather, most of them do not believe. The problem is in their hearts, they don't believe. Because they don't believe, because they don't have faith, they don't keep their promises. This is the message to all of us. Allah attributed their breaking of promises to their lack of faith. If you're an individual that breaks promises, please ensure you're going to do this. Allah will do it, brother. You break it. Uh, please, when do we meet? This time. Are you sure? Yes, you break it. If you're someone that's constantly breaking promises and, and, and going back on deals and doing something like that, then this is a lack of faith in you. 
they say. Whoever does not have, cannot keep promises, cannot hold on to agreements, then that person's faith is little. That person's iman is low. A sign of high iman is that you keep your, your agreements. And the biggest agreement we have is with who? With Allah, to worship Him. Right? To worship Him. This is the biggest agreement, the biggest ahad. So stick to that ahad. Right? And hold, stick to the uhud and the, and the agreement you make with your fellow human beings, Muslims or otherwise. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala finally said in verse 101, وَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ رَسُولٌ And when there came to them a messenger. وَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ رَسُولٌ And when a messenger came to them. Where did the messenger come from? In عِنْدِ From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. مُصَدِّقٌ لِمَا مَعَهُمْ Confirming that which was with them. What did they do when a messenger came to them? نَبَذَ فَرِيقٌ مِنَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابِ A group among the people of the scripture. What did they do? نَبَذَ They threw away. They threw away what? كتاب الله. The book of Allah. Allah so they threw away the kitab. In other words, they rejected it, right? But look at the description Allah gives it. Allah says, نَبَذَ فَرِيقٌ مِنَ A group among the people of the book, when the Prophet came to them with the truth, confirming that which they had with them, the Torah, نَبَذَ فَرِيقٌ مِنَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابِ A group among the people of the book, the, the, Jew, the Jews and the Christians, they threw away the book. They rejected it. But Allah says, where did they throw it? وَرَاءَ ظُهُورِهِمْ Behind their backs. You know, there is an interesting point here. You know, if, I th- if, if, I, if I'm done with my phone, I want to throw it. If I throw it this way, if I throw it this way, there's a possibility, I might, when I get it, I might pick it up, right? There's some semblance of hope maybe there. You know, you could say, you know what? Yeah, he threw, he got angry, but he's going to pick it up later. But if I throw it this way, that means khalas, I'm done with it, right? Allah says, they threw the kitab behind their backs. As if they don't know the value of what they had. As if they don't know what's in the Torah. As if they don't know the promises they made to their Prophet Musa. That when the final Prophet comes, they will follow. They did this. As if they do not know. Subhanallah. So, today we took the ayat and mentioned what was some of the reasons why they rejected the Prophet ﷺ? They said because of Angel Jibreel. They said we can't follow Angel Jibreel. But if it was Mikal, we could. Then Allah mentions that if they are an enemy to even one of Allah's messengers, it is as they are an enemy to all of them. There's no distinction. We don't distinguish between the messengers, the prophets and the angels. Right? All of them we accept. We love all that Allah loves and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to love us. Then Allah mentions that the problem is in the revelation or the way the Prophet was giving the revelation. Allah says, O Muhammad, indeed we have revealed upon you clear signs. And none can disbelieve in those signs except the those who rebel against the truth. Who deny it, who outrightly reject it. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes them again. Isn't it the case? Every time they come and they make a promise, and the Prophet ﷺ, he made agreements with Banu Quraidah, he made agreements with Banu Qaynuqa'ah, he made agreements with Banu Nadir. These are all tribes of the Yahud. And each one of them broke those truces, broke those agreements. And Allah mentions, Bal la Rather, most of them do not believe. And when a Prophet came to them, Prophet Muhammad, من عند الله فما الله صلى الله عليه وسلم مصدق لما معهم confirming that was with them 
Nabada Kitab, a party among the Ahlul Kitab or a group among the Ahlul Kitab, they threw away the Kitab. Where? What direction? Behind their backs. As if they do not know. So now that they have thrown away the book, they disbelieve and disregarded the messenger, there is a universal law, Ikhwani Fillah. This is, always happens. When you move away from the haqq, where do you go? To the falsehood. If you leave the haqq, you go to the falsehood. If you refuse to follow good, you're going to follow evil. If you don't busy yourself with good, you're going to busy yourself with haram. If you don't use your time wisely, you're going to use your time, right? In things that are uh, not wise. Similarly, now that they rejected the following of the final messenger, and they rejected the following of the book, who did they follow? Allah says in the following verse, وَاتَّبَعُوا And they followed مَا تَتْلُوا الشَّيَاطِينَ That which the shayateen was giving out. You reject the Prophet, who are you going to follow? The shayateen. And this following verse, we can't go into tonight, ikhwanifillah. This verse is, I'm going to give a brief introduction to verse 102, and we're going to leave it at that. Verse 102 is talking about the Yahud. Among the things that happened was, Prophet Muhammad, he mentioned Prophet Sulaiman. He mentioned Prophet Sulaiman. The son of who? Prophet? Dawood. Right? Solomon, the son of David, or Sulaiman, the son of Dawood. And the Yahud said, wait, what? Sulaiman? Muhammad. Sulaiman is not a prophet. He's not a prophet, he was a sorcerer. He was a magician. That's what they said. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will disprove that in the following verse. And he will talk about sorcery. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will talk about how the Yahud themselves revived the concept of sorcery and, and sihr. And the rulings of it. And those who practice sihr, first of all that, that sihr is real. And that those who practice it are not Muslims. And how Prophet Sulaiman is free from it. And yes, we know Prophet Sulaiman, he had many miracles. And Allah gave him dominion over even over many of Allah's creation, including the jinn. But that does not mean that he was engaged in sorcery and stuff like that. This following verse speaks about that, inshallah ta'ala. We will cover that next week. We will conclude there, inshallah ta'ala. Barakallah fikum hadha wa akhra da'wana. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's spelled differently. Um, I'm not sure, I wasn't sure if you could hear me, so I put the mic on. So uh, is the, it, we, we have something called Isra' in Mi'raj, the night journey, right? Subhanallah, Asra bi Abdihi. Glorified is the one who um, uh, did the Isra for his, for his servant. The word Isra is to journey at night. It's different than the word Isra because there's a Hamza in one, not the other. The Isra that we mentioned of Israel, it is. It's, uh, it is not even a, uh, I mean, if we go with the opinion of Ibn Abbas, it's not even a, um, it's not, originally it's not even an Arabic word. It's not an Arabic word to begin with, whereas uh, Asra is Arabic. So that's one of the differences. So Israel isn't, an, it's not Arabic. It was, uh, it was uh, Hebrew, or uh, even maybe it wasn't before Hebrew, but it was, uh, so when we say Il means Allah and Isra means Abd, this was a translation given by Abdullah ibn Abbas of this name, which wasn't an Arabic name. But when we say Isra and Mi'raj, is, 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 this is the, specifically mentioning the night journey and the Mi'raj is the ascension. Barakallah fiqh. Quddam and wara? Khalf and wara. Is there a difference between Khalf and wara? Yeah, yeah, there is a difference. But most of the time they mean the same thing. Right? So, for example, uh, khalf is behind you. Wara in, the, in this context also means behind you. 
so wara'a is the opposite of, for example, al-qudam, which is in front of you. Uh, it is sometimes um, uh, in certain context, qudam uh, uh, does not mean uh, just in front of you as well, right? But uh, yeah, so khalf and wara is the same meaning. You know, in Arabic, you have sometimes two words that refer to the same thing, right? So it's like that. So khalfa dhahri is behind my back. Wara'a dhahri is also uh, behind behind my back, right? Um, I do, although, although I do believe that khalf is usually used literally, literally behind me, but wara'a could mean not literally, right? So I, where the, I left them behind me, not literally, but I left them where they were before, for example, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.